This is Inquiry. We're going out into Indianapolis neighborhoods and meeting the people who live and work in them. This podcast is about the stories we come back with. A city isn't so unlike a person. They both have the marks to show that they have many stories to tell. They see many faces. They tear things down and make new again. Resmania Masood wrote that, which I think is really interesting, even profound. We read that and we're kind of like, wow, I mean, that's it, isn't it? What we're going for? We want to approach the people so we can understand the city. It's the idea that you need to know what happened in the past, understand what's happening now, and what will happen, and that the people bear witness to the changes of the city. We are all, in a way, a personification of the city or neighborhood we live in, a symbol of the history and the change, which, if you believe that, sort of demands you start by walking down the street and getting to know the people and the basics. So that's what we did. We spent the last two weeks just walking around, greeting people we passed, stopping for a quick chat, laughing at the comments about the big fluffy microphone, and just, in general, getting to know the place. And now we're going to share that with you. That's the interesting thing about how we're approaching this podcast. We're going week by week, sometimes day by day. So you'll discover with us. You don't know what happens in episode 3 yet, and honestly, we don't really either. But we can promise you it's worth listening to. The stories we've heard have continued to unfold in interesting and surprising ways. Last year, an initiative called Great Places started with the intent to build community. They chose three neighborhoods, Englewood, 38th and Illinois, and West Michigan Street. The initiative is all wrapped up in community development, increasing quality of life, the bicentennial of Indiana, and a whole bunch of other really cool things. If you haven't ever heard of Great Places, go check it out. Greatplaces2020.org. It really is an amazing project. These neighborhoods are a major area of focus for the city, and they have a lot of history, but they tend to be overlooked. 38th in Illinois was deemed one of these great places because it's at the center of many different neighborhoods. By the way, we pulled this clip from one of the Great Places videos. Three independent analyses said this node was the highest and best commercial marketplace to serve the greater surrounding neighborhoods. It has high traffic, it has relatively high density, it has the proximity of solid income and over 106% of the national retail index and spending. And so from a commercial viability standpoint, this is our highest and best node that genuinely can serve all of our neighborhoods. It's the meeting point. Butler Tarkington, Meridian Kessler, Mapleton Fall Creek, North Meridian, and Crown Hill. They all surround the intersection. And after countless neighborhood meetings, the 38th and Illinois neighborhood has been renamed Maple Crossing. The interesting thing is, it's a major center of commuting for many residents, but it has a reputation of violence and crime. If you Google 38th and Illinois Indianapolis, practically the whole first page is reports of shootings or robberies, all of this in one little section of the city, a quarter mile in either direction of the intersection. Really all of 38th Street has a reputation of being dangerous. It's a main thoroughfare, cutting east and west on the north side of the city, but the whole thing feels like a place you just drive through, a way to get from point A to point B. And that's how Maple Crossing feels too. It takes 24 seconds to drive through the intersection, but it's not the kind of place you go to just to be there, to hang out. There's a park up the street, a small farmer's market, there are businesses, some of them really interesting, but it's sort of hard to see how they're profitable. But they've been around for years. We talked to Rock, a guy who works at Indie Pond. 
As we talked to him outside, he acknowledged almost every person that walked by, calling them by name, joking around. Rock knows these people because they're regulars. They're around every week, maybe even every day. The people here are loyal to each other and to their neighborhood. But there are also empty buildings, empty lots, empty storefronts, no grocery store, and crime. Think of the Google search. So that's Maple Crossing, at the intersection of 38th and Illinois, in one of the neighborhoods we'd be spending a lot of time in this summer. Let's move on to the second community. Stretching from the Monon to Dr. Andrew J. Brown Avenue on East 16th Street, 16 Monon is not a part of Great Places, but it was a runner-up. It is, however, part of the Promise Zone. The Promise Zone is another great community development initiative, but this time it's federal instead of municipal, like Great Places. There's a lot that goes into being named a Promise Zone, but essentially it means more opportunities for grant money and help with redevelopment. It's kind of like a little stamp on the neighborhood that makes everyone look a little closer and consider a little more carefully. The Obama administration named eight communities around the country Promise Zones, and one of the eight is the near east side of Indianapolis, which 16 Monon falls in. Like Maple Crossing, it's in need of development, but it's different. The first time we walked through 16 Monon, we thought there was one open business, a new middle school, and maybe a church. But the more time we've spent there, the more we discover. It kind of feels like Where's Waldo? The more you look, the more you see. Some buildings are clearly abandoned. Some look like businesses, but are abandoned. Some look abandoned, but are businesses. We found one, Mardug's Variety and Things, that falls into the latter category. Point is, it's hard to say what's open and what's closed. And maybe that's an indication of how in need the business owners are of help. 16 in Monon looks and feels desolate. There's the occasional car being washed at Triple OG's, and there's parents driving their kids to the Oaks Academy Middle School. But other than that, there's not much activity. Just driving through, or walking through, it's hard to make sense of the community. Now that you have an idea of what each of these neighborhoods look like, let's meet the neighbors. First, we have Queen Bee, owner of Dad's Hats and or Queen Bee. Two different names for one hat store. And yes, it's just hats, no frills. Her hats sit on cardboard boxes. Queen Bee is honest and opinionated. She isn't afraid to speak her mind, even if she offends a few people. Also, she won't let us interview her, but we're working on that. We also have the Jehovah's Witnesses, who sit on the corner of Maple Crossing, right outside of what was formerly the 305 hot store. Every time we've been there, there's been a different group sitting outside, but they've all been really helpful and kind. Many of them have been around the neighborhood for years. We've gotten a lot of helpful history from them, and a few brochures. North United Methodist Church, which sits on 38th and Meridian, but is still very involved in the 38th and Illinois block. They've played a role in the development of Maple Crossing, but it's a little hard to figure out what that role is. Mostly because we've had a hard time talking to them. The church is big, and while we talked to a few people who were really excited, we eventually hit a dead end. Margie's Costumes, probably the most recognizable business that sits on Illinois, holds hundreds of outfits and masks. After briefly meeting the owner, we're not really sure what they think about us. It's clear that she and her employees are very busy. The Barbershop. 
We walked in to find a line of reclined leather barber chairs, each one filled with a customer mid-shave. It was like stepping into a barbershop from the 50s. They warmly welcomed us, but told us if we wanted to talk, we should come back on a Saturday when it's really busy. Then there's the tattoo parlor, which isn't actually open yet, but it's a promise of new business. Queen Bee made it clear she wasn't a fan of tattoos, as I quietly rolled my sleeves back down. But the guy who wants to move his shop to Maple Crossing seems to care a lot about the neighborhood. Marilyn, owner of Mar Dog's Variety and Things. She has a liquidation store that she just opened, but it closed for a month because of a plumbing issue. We called the number on the window of her store, thinking it was abandoned. And the next day, we were sitting in her living room, talking to her about her family and her neighborhood values. The Oaks Academy Middle School just finished its first year on 16th and Dr. Andrew J. Brown Avenue. It's a beautiful, large building and a new player in the neighborhood, right across from our dogs. It's hard to say the role they'll play in the neighborhood, but the school seems to represent security and safety. Triple OG's Car Wash, open for 50 years and the most iconic business in the neighborhood. We tried to have a quick chat with them, but they were in the middle of washing a car and only told us about nearby places to get lunch. I think they thought we were lost. Sixteen Monon and Maple Crossing, two communities in two different parts of the same city. But there's a common thread. They're both dividing lines in wealth, both major commuting roads, both broken down. At least this was our impression coming in, the only things we could see. But since we've started walking, we've been surprised. Surprised by the conversations we've had, the people we've met, and the businesses we've seen. Walking around 38th Street with a fluffy microphone isn't the most comfortable thing to do. And yeah, we got a few weird looks, but overall, it's been amazing. Over the last two weeks, we've heard stories, we've had some of the most interesting conversations on the sidewalk, and we started to learn about these places. And we've realized this isn't a tale of two cities, but a story about two communities in two different parts of the same city, and about the thread that ties them together. Next week, we're going to go a lot more in-depth into one of them. We'll share some of the stories we've heard, we'll learn more, and you'll hear from some of the people we've met. This podcast is written and produced by Adeline Sensabaugh and Tucker Krajewski. Thanks to Great Places for letting us use the audio clip from the Great Places 2020 video. Our intro and outro music was written by Rocketbot, and I made everything else you heard. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and if you have any questions or want to talk to us, you can email us at inquirypodcast at gmail.com, or just come to the Harrison Center. Thanks for listening.